This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, November 1st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Nally. Here's today's headlines. Trump makes final pitches for GOP Senate. Trade war costs. Waiting for dicamba. And sass on Trump's effect. Trump aims to hold the GOP Senate. President Donald Trump spending time in several major farm states before Election Day in an effort to keep the Senate in Republican hands. He'll be in Columbia, Missouri today, one of two stops he'll make in the Show Me State before next Tuesday. The Real Clear Politics average of polls has Missouri Attorney General Josh Hawley leading Democrat incumbent Senator Claire McCaskill by two points. The president also will be in Indiana twice tomorrow and then on Monday to campaign for Republican Senate candidate Mike Braun, who's running neck and neck with Senate Agriculture Committee member Joe Donnelly, Democrat of Indiana. On Saturday, the president will go to Montana, where Republican Matt Rosendale is still within striking distance of Senator John Tester, a Montana Democrat. It looks like we're doing very, very well in the Senate, Trump told reporters yesterday as he headed for a rally in Florida. A lot of seats that were not really being thought of in terms of victories a year ago now look like they could very well be victories. It's important to keep in mind the focus on the Senate and not the House races reflects dimmer GOP prospects for holding on to the House. The Senate also is more important to Trump in terms of reshaping the court system and filling cabinet positions. Dicamba gets extension with new limits. Farmers will be allowed to continue using dicamba as a post-emergent herbicide in cotton and soybean fields. Late yesterday, the EPA announced that it will extend the conditional registrations for dicamba by two years with some new restrictions on how and when it is applied. To prevent damage to neighboring crops that can't tolerate the herbicide, over-the-top applications of dicamba won't be allowed 45 days after planting soybeans and 60 days after planting cotton. EPA also is cutting from four to two the number of over-the-top applications allowed each season on cotton. Bayer, the manufacturer of the Extended Max formulation and the seeds that go with it, said the decision ensures that growers will have access to this vital weed control tool for the 2019 season and beyond. Iowa State University weed specialist Bob Hartzler suggested that the restrictions on soybean applications may be too lenient. In a tweet, he said, in Iowa, those restrictions would allow for applications as late as July, which in my mind is asking for problems. EPA panel may get out of D.C. EPA's Pesticide Program Dialogue Committee met yesterday and the Deputy Assistant Administrator for EPA's Office of Chemical Safety and Pollution Prevention, Nancy Beck, told the advisory group that it may start meeting away from the D.C. area. Beck says that would allow the committee to better get the views of stakeholders. The cost of the trade war far overshadows the new NAFTA. A new study conducted by Purdue University researchers for the Farm Foundation is providing a reality check for the president's trade policy. The study found that Trump's ongoing trade wars are costing farmers far more than they could gain from the new trade deal with Canada and Mexico. Quotas and other measures built into the trade pact with Mexico and Canada will boost U.S. exports of mainly dairy and poultry by an estimated $450 million a year. 
But the study says that retaliatory tariffs imposed on U.S. ag commodities by Canada, Mexico, the EU, and China will cost farmers and ranchers up to $7.9 billion a year. Why it matters? Farmers are giving the president time to negotiate a new deal, but these numbers suggest that their patience can only last so long. SAS, GOP has unified behind Trump. Nebraska Senator Ben Sass, who has been one of Trump's strongest Republican critics, says he doesn't see any GOP challenger emerging to the president in 2020. Speaking at the National Press Club, Sass says he's been surprised by how the party unified around Trump while moving away from its core ideals. He said the personalization of the national politics and the ability to grab a political party was far more possible than I thought and far more possible than most people thought, and who knows what that means for the future. He said neither political party can articulate a clear vision of the biggest challenges facing America. Most of Sass' remarks were non-political, focusing on the message of his new book, which attributes the growing partisan divide in the country to America's loss of community. Sass worries that Americans are increasingly defining themselves by who and what they don't like. He sees symptoms of the divide back home in Nebraska. He feels far more complaints about the national media than questions about policy, he said. Sinsky headlines Young Leaders Conference. Deputy Agriculture Secretary Steve Sinsky will be in Kansas City today to keynote the first day of this year's Agriculture Future of American Leaders Conference. The annual program, which runs through Sunday, is aimed at helping college students and young professionals develop their careers in agriculture. Here's today's He Said It. The Noxious Weed Control Board in Dodge County, Nebraska, is the more probable scenario for me. That Senator Ben Sass, a Republican of Nebraska, would ask if he would ever run for president. Well, that's Daybreak for this Thursday, November 1st. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by Watkinson Miller and Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Alley. 